Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. I'm one of those people who, if I wake up and I have to use the restroom, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm closing my eyes and I'm going back to sleep. Oh, my God. I'd wake up in a bed of piss. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we're in different age brackets, too. So I just, I can't, I can't, well, now that I'm 30, who knows? Hey, everybody, and welcome once again to another edition of the Chris Rose Football Show with CJ Uzama, who is joining us. Are, are you being held hostage right now? Blink twice <laughs> if you're okay. Wait. Well, let's, let's get it down a little oh. bit. It's yeah, up. there we go. That looks a little more homely. I didn't know if you had been kidnapped or what had happened. You okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. There's usually two snowboards that are back there, but they're packed up right now, so there's there's nothing on this wall. Yeah. So you're no longer in New Jersey, right? I'm not. I'm in Nashville. Okay. I know you'd rather be getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. I get that. I get yes. Instead, we had to just deal with celebrating your 30th birthday. What'd 30th you do? Birthday. Um, yeah, that's, that's crazy to think about. Uh, so I had my best friends growing up. Um, they came up uh, or down, I guess, technically. One was... They're, they're kind of all over the place, but um, they came and we had a good time. We uh, went to brunch. Um, some of us kind of passed out from brunch. And then mm. one of us didn't make it out to dinner and then we went to dinner and then kind of just hit the town for a little bit. But it was fun. It was a good time for sure. It was, it was it's good to celebrate that 30th with with kids that you've grown up with or guys that you've grown up with since you were like six years old. So, Oh, really? So these are like back in Georgia? Like best oh, yeah. friends. Yeah, these are back in Georgia best. And then um, one of my one of my friends, uh, KT, he had, his birthday is actually the 18th. So we kind of did a double celebration too. I thought you and Joe Flacco were going to have that big birthday back. I know, work out, I huh? know, I know. It's so unfortunate. Flacco and I didn't get that one, but um, we'll make it up. We said we'd we'd make it up, so we'll we'll figure something out. And so, what is? I, I know we're only a couple weeks now into the off season, but. You know, do you have a chance? Take us through the mentality of a football player after a long season, which basically started at the end of July with training camp and being in it until the end, and then things kind of go shitty the last six weeks of the year and all sorts of stuff. Do you just need a few days where you just don't think about anything? Yeah, I think for me, um, especially this year, this this year was was very interesting in terms of. Uh, I had a short off season really with, with Super Bowl and then going into free agency and then figuring out what I was going to do. I, I never really got a break. Um, and so this one, this is a nice reset. Uh, and usually I take, I take some time off, but, um, one of my friends, Shannon is actually here and <laughs> he wakes up every morning. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's hit the gym. Like, let's do something. Um, so I, I'm doing very light things. Like I'm, I'm walking for 30 minutes on the treadmill and like, just doing something like doing core and things like that. I, I usually take like quite some time off. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a nice reset. It is nice to to get out of Jersey and and get back to my home um, and, and just relax online. I have a pool. So I'm like kind of like chilling by the pool. I did like a cold plunge a little bit. It, it's, mm. it's good just to step away a little bit. Right. And, and like you said, I, obviously I wish I was playing for the division round and, and things of that nature, but it's, kind of fun to watch football right now and not have to worry about the aspect of 
getting hit and, and that mentality of it right now. So yeah, there's there's pros and cons to to each, I guess. Did you watch your old team? I did. I did. I'm rooting for those guys. I am. Um those are the those are the boys, those are the homies. I, I text with them and um wish them luck. Uh it, it was a close game. It was a lot closer than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> Hell yes it was. I mean if it I mean, I imagine every day in practice you were blocking Sam Hubbard. So when he gets that fumble and starts running the other direction at the two yard line, were you were you like a typical fan and screaming at the TV? Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> it reminded me. Uh, it reminded me of Vegas uh, last year, actually, when we had <laughs> he had the oxygen too on the sideline. It was great. That was that was incredible. Um, no, I was hyped for him and and for Logan. Logan Logan to me is such an underrated player. Yep. Just in the league. Like, I know sometimes he gets the recognition a little bit, and they're like, oh, yeah, Logan's doing great. But, like, if you watch him game in and game out, he is um, one of the smartest defensive players. One of the smartest players. I won't say defensive players. He's one of the smartest players. Um, and for him being as young as he is and, and having that the impact that he has, it's great. It's great to see. And then, yeah, Sam, I'm like, dude, you better not get hawked down. You better you better score. You know, you have all this you have all this running room. So, um, yeah, I was I was a fan for sure. Just just screaming at the TV, hoping that uh, hoping that they were going to get the win. Yeah, you're talking about Logan Wilson, number 55, who was the guy who jarred the ball loose at the goal line. Right. Um, I got to give credit to a tight end out there, though. Mark Andrews came this close to tracking him down, dude. I know that close. Well, I know, and that's why I was like yelling. That's why I got up and started yelling because I'm like, Mark's Mark is an unbelievable athlete. Yeah, I see this and I'm like, oh, I'm like, this not that's not going to be good. And then I'm looking at at Mark at 51. I'm looking at Marcus and I'm like, dude, just get in the way a little bit. Just like start doing start doing like some zigzag. Start you know like <laughs> I'm like I see that. I'm like, please don't throw a flag. Like, what are we doing out here? Um. So yeah, no, it was uh. That was a hectic moment for for everybody. Well, what was the, what's the furthest you've ever run on a football field with a ball in your hand? Oh, with the ball in my hand. Um, that's a good question. Probably, pro, well, like in the in the NFL, right? No, just period. I mean, I know you were a really good quarterback in high school. I've seen you throw it, but oh, okay. Well, I'm yeah, talking about is- anything. Yeah, in that case, probably I probably had like a seventy or eighty yard t- touchdown um, from like the tw- yeah from the twenty. But then it was like a it was a it was a rollout to the right. I remember this because it was it was ninth grade. It was a rollout to the right, and no, I was on the twenty five, and I stopped and then reversed field and then just ran the opposite sideline. I was gassed for sure. That was a that was a, that was a good one. All right, so you pro- you probably ran a hundred yards on the play. Oh yeah, and at one point you thinking you're passing out, right? Well, a hundred yards, but then you have to think high school. Like I'm just like I'm juiced in high school. Now it's like it's the fourth quarter of an NFL game, and <laughs> <laughs> and he's got he's got he's probably got like forty pounds on my high school self, so he's he's feeling it a lot more than I am. Yeah, that's and what he's he was probably saying. also he was like- thinking. He's probably also thinking, wow, I just scored. I'm probably about to have to go right back out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> don't 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 take that helmet off for too long. Right, exactly. Go put that thing back on there. Yeah. Um what else kind of caught your eye from this weekend? Like, did you watch the Chargers 
Were they flopped on Saturday night? And if so, did you kind of put yourself in the mentality of a Chargers player? Because we all sit here as fans and we're like, how do you blow a 27-point lead? How can that even happen? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Much like probably a, a quarter of that stadium, I just I stopped watching the game. Like, I, I was like, oh, wow, this is bad. You know, and, and, and um, I turned it back on late in the fourth quarter and I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, what did I, what did I just miss? Um, leading up to this moment. But yeah, no, that was, I, I can't even tell you what happened. Cause I, I, I turned it off. I was like, Oh wow, this is, this isn't looking too pretty. Um, especially, I mean, you get, you get four interceptions that quickly and, and, and you're down that bad. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I have to go back and and, and rewatch that just to see exactly what transpired and what happened because that was, that's an unbelievable comeback. Yeah, and in my head, when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, there's no, there's no way that that just happened. Like, I, I think, uh, who was it? One of the Chargers players tweeted out that um, that was like the worst loss that he's ever, or like the worst pain that he's ever felt from. Oh, Derwin James oh, came yeah, out and yeah. said he said I've been playing football for. 20 years he goes i've never felt something like this right and that yeah i i'd probably be i'd I'd feel the same way you know so that's that's tough that's a tough way to go out especially i mean it's playoffs you're up that big for me i'd probably be like oh wow like we're rolling right now this is great this is you know like obviously you want to keep your foot on the gas but like you're feeling good if you're a child Mm -hmm. you're feeling really good and then for that to happen that is that's tough well for them it happened you know, in a matter of 30 minutes for you guys, it was like a death by a thousand paper cuts over the last yeah. six weeks. Yeah. So when we spoke, you were still really energized. You guys, I think we're getting ready to go out to Seattle. Still very much had the season in front of you when you've now had 10 days to kind of take a look at it or whatever. Where did it go wrong? Yeah, I mean, I think the, 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 uh normal reaction is just execution, right? Like as a whole, um, we didn't play very good complimentary football. I know some like guys in the locker room were saying that in general and, and it's true. Um, you know, I think we shot ourselves in the foot a lot. We, we weren't able to, to, um, when push came to shove, like when we were in certain situations, we weren't able to execute and whether it was on first down that led us to like a second and long or a second down that led us to like a third and long, where it's like, oh, well, it's third and 11. Like, how many plays do we have that are third and 11? Not a whole lot. Like, the playbook, we're, we're, we'll have, during during the normal course of a game or during the normal course of a week, we'll have, you know, probably, like, eight plays between certain distances, between, like, we'll have eight plays from um, a short yardage, eight plays from the two to, like, the four, five, from the five to the seven, seven to ten. But then you get past that, it's like, all right, well, there's only so much we can call because they're going to be sitting at the stick. So it, it just certain things like that. I, I look back at it and um, it just wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't good. It wasn't even great. It was it wasn't good um, from from our standards. And yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that was a tough pill to swallow because, like you said, that was death by a thousand needles. Because you know, for the last six weeks, it's like, all right, nice. We need we need two of these. Wow, we're getting we're getting thrown a bone like. Wow, we can still we can still make it in this. All right, like let's just pick it up this week or whatever the case is. Um, so yeah, that was uh, 
that was a tough pill to swallow. It still is a tough pill to swallow, especially I'm when sure it is. You know, you're halfway oh. through the season. You're like, oh, we're, we're we should make it to the playoffs right now. I know. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. I mean, it, it started seven and four right there, and and lose six straight to finish the season. Um, yeah. I think the biggest narrative, obviously, is that this team is good enough to win if they can figure out the quarterback position. Yeah. What did you tell Zach Wilson, if anything, before you guys went your separate ways? Yeah, I haven't really talked to him too, too much. I think um, for the most part, I, I like letting guys just decompress and relax and, and do their, like take in their process of how the season went. And, you know, I, I'll talk to him and Mike and Flacco and, I mean, they wish me happy birthday and things like that. Um, but like, there's no, there's no outside conversation other than that. I think um, once probably in February, I'll hit the guys up and and just like chat with them a little bit, see how they're feeling, see how they're doing and see, um, you know, mentally what's, what's going on in their head. And I think maybe that'll, that'll help too. when we, we, we figure out what the, you know, who our new OC will be. Um, I'm sure they'll, they'll get a little more peace of mind and in, in, in knowing kind of how the scheme's going to be and things like that. But yeah, I kind of, I didn't really say a whole lot. You know, we talked a little bit during the Miami game um, to see where he was at, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I am curious to see, I'm still going to wait until February, but I am curious to see like how he's, how he's doing. I'll probably send him just a little text saying like, I'm thinking about you, but nothing too deep until, until, until February. Because I think that um, most people feel like he can't survive there. That it yeah. has gone so south in in two years, whether it's fair or unfair, that they're going to look to him as the second pick in the twenty twenty one draft, and it hasn't worked out. And they and there are going to be people that feel like he's the one holding it back, you know, from yeah, getting I mean, to where. Yeah, for sure there will be. I mean, when we talk about some 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 sharks for for the media, like there are some sharks, like they will they will. Um, it, it is kind of crazy. It's something that, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, I was told about, but like the, the things that they will like use in certain clips or like certain snippets to, to make it seem like you're saying this, that, or the other, it is a little, like it's, it's somewhat impressive. Like to the, the to the length of which they'll go. Um, but it's tough. I mean, I, and I, I've said this to him and I've said it to, to some of the guys I'm like, the quarterback's always going to get the brunt of it, right? Like they're always going to get um, all of the heat is going to fall on them. And um, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's the nature of the business. It's amplified for sure. And in, in New York, it's amplified with um, how the media is going to, going to like kind of get on them. But um, you know, it's not just him. It's not, you know, it's not just um, the quarterback when when someone's throwing interceptions or things like that, it could be a route. It could be a protection issue. It could be a multitude of things that that lead up to it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think he definitely has some growing to do. He's a young kid, um, but I, I, I mean, again, he's talented as anything. He's talented as hell, and, and you know, I think um, you know we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the coaches decide, and, and you know who the coaches bring in and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's got to be tough. I mean, I, it's got to be tough being a quarterback, especially in New York. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Uh, since we last spoke, we also had the unfortunate, near tragic Demar Hamlin incident. Were you watching live? I was. Yeah. Um, 
I was with, I was actually at the Av watching with uh, Mike White, Dan Feeney, um, Mike Rimmers, and Lou Laurent. Uh, I don't even know. Duvernay. Yeah, Duvernay. Who actually, for people that don't know, is a doctor. He's a doctor. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're watching, and we ended up turning the channel because we didn't want to hear the commentary anymore. We were just like, look, like, this is doing no good. Just an hour and a half of just sitting on the TV listening to what announcers are saying, right? Um, the broadcast people were saying. So, yeah, that was, in, that was insane. Um, I ended up texting a bunch of the guys just like, saying that I was thinking about him, saying I was praying for him and texted the trainers. Cause I mean, again, like I'm really close with the trainers and the training staff there, just like asking what was going on. Um, but yeah, that's, that was, that was crazy. That was, uh, that was, that was an insane. Um, yeah, that was nuts. So when a bunch of professional football players are watching somebody in their profession, get CPR on the field, what is the discussion you guys are having? Well, to be honest, I didn't know. Like, we didn't know what was going on. We're just seeing, like, all we're seeing is, like, people's face. Like, we're seeing Josh Allen's face. We're seeing uh, Stefan Diggs, like, in tears. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm thinking, I mean, we're honestly sitting there like, is is he, like, is he dead? Like, what just happened? Like, why is everyone crying? Um, and so that was the first thought was, like, like this is this is unbelievable. And yeah, um, once, once like we found out like everything and, and what was going on and we got Laurent like trying to explain certain situations. And then he's like, well, if they're waiting, if the, if the ambulance is waiting for his mom, then he's, he's stable enough. So that's a good thing. And we're like, all right, well, good. Like that's, that's a sigh of, of relief, at least for us to know that like, cause they're not telling us anything, right. They're not really saying anything on the TV and, um, so us hearing that, we're like, oh, nice. Like, that's a, a little bit of a sigh of relief. Um, but we still don't know what's going on. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to um, it's tough to see. I mean, we talk about the shield and we talk about how much it means and how how big of a brotherhood this is. And um, it, it's true. You know, like we, we we hate each other when we're on the field to an extent because we want to win and we have that passion behind us. Just like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's that competitive nature. But anytime you see someone get hurt, it's different. Like it, it immediately shuts off. It's a, that switch shuts off and you're praying and you're worrying about your brother. So like, yeah, seeing that was definitely a, uh, a coming to moment with, with not, with not only us that were in that room where we're just like, man, we care about one another, but it, it extends to the entire league where we're like, wow, we're, we're praying for the bills. We're praying for Lamar and his family and, and, and his friends and um, everyone that was on that field having to witness that. That's, I mean, that's, that can, that can hit you and that can hit different. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely was a, uh, an eye opener for sure. Did you reach out to T Higgins? I did. I texted him. Um, he didn't reply. I'm, I'm sure you got absolutely bombarded with, with texts. Um, but yeah, I, I just told him I was thinking about him. I loved him. And, um, yeah, that was, that was the extent of that one. That was tough. I, that's gotta be. I don't know. That was tough too, because certain guys were saying stuff. Like he's he started getting bashed on Twitter and like on like certain guys were saying stuff about it. And I was like, are you like how I don't know. Like I that, there are some choice words that I'm thinking right now, but that's that's such a that's such a dumb thing to to be like, oh, it's T T did this or that. It's like, dude, 
we're playing. He was playing football. It was it was a it was a freak accident, and like you shouldn't be coming after someone who's a part of that play who's probably already like thinking, "Wow, this is this is tough," right? Um, so yeah, that certain certain words that were said about T kind of pissed me off. I imagine there's also a side where your your parents may have called you afterward to talk to you a little bit about this. Did did you guys have a conversation about what it is you do for a living? Kind of checking in a recalibration, if you will. Not really. Um, yeah, I mean, my parents they texted me, um, but it, there wasn't like a length, like a, an in depth and a lengthy conversation about it. Um, it was it was more of a like, hey, we love you. I think about you. Like, are you are you good? It was like checking in on me, making sure I was good. And yeah, that told him I was fine. And um, I am glad that I was watching it with some teammates for sure, um, so that we were able to to talk as opposed to just being at, at home by myself. Um, but yeah, it was uh, the the conversation with my parents wasn't wasn't too too lengthy. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there was a lot of conversation afterward. You know, there's the um, crazy splash headlines: "Is football too dangerous to play?" and things of that nature. I do always say this: that if you ever go down to the field and have the ability to watch an NFL game, you'll walk away saying a few things. One is I. I can't believe the sounds I'm hearing. I don't know if you hear them when you're playing, but as just a fan, the the collisions you're hearing, you're just like, wow, like how could anybody do that to their body? You will also say these guys don't get paid nearly enough to do what they're doing. <laughs> and then there's the amazing part of you being able to block all of that out for our entertainment and for your enjoyment and passion and love for what you do. Do you ever have to kind of, after watching something with Damar Hamlin, sit back and say, this is really what I want to be doing? Yeah. I mean, not really, to be honest. I mean, I I think it's funny that you say that because when we hear, when I hear the hits, because I do hear them sometimes, like if I'm not, if I'm not completely locked in on something, I'll hear a hit. Um, the crazy thing about the 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 hard the hard hits is probably eight times out of ten when you hear something like that, it actually does not hurt. Like those are the ones that don't hurt because that's how you know it's pad on pad or like it's it's that gear is kind of helping you out a lot. And so those to me when I hear it, I'm like, ooh, that was a good one. Like I know that for the most part, like you might get your breath knocked out, you might like it might be something you're gonna get bruised for sure. But it's not something that's that's too too crazy, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like when I think about when I think about football, I mean, I, I know that it's a contact sport. I know that I'm going to get hit. I know that it's something that I love and that I've been playing since I was six years old, and it's something I want to do. Um, and then I, I also look at something like a sport like Formula One, right? And I'm like, to me, I'm like, how in the world can those guys or 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 snowboarding because I have a bunch of snowboard friends. I'm like, how? Why? You're you're launching yourself fifty feet into the air, spinning ungodly amounts of times, and then landing it. Like you, you something's wrong in your head. But then they come to me and they're like, "How are you doing? That? Like, how are you on the field taking those hits and blocking? Like, how is that going on?" So for me, it's it's um, I love hearing that because it's a mutual respect thing uh, amongst sports. But it's also me saying like, "Well." I'm doing it because I've 
like I, I prepared my, my life for this. Um, my whole life has, has been wrapped around football and, and it's something that I'm passionate about and I care about. And I love um, being out there with, you know, with my guys, with my teammates and, and, and competing and that competitive aspect of it. Um, praying that the worst doesn't happen. Um, but, but blocking that part out, knowing that or trying to, to have the, the, um, the reassurance that nothing like that will happen or that if it does happen, I mean, kudos, huge shouts out to, to the bills training staff. Heck yeah. Unbelievable. Like absolutely unbelievable. And, and they're the guys or people are talking about how he needs to be in the hall of fame. hundred percent, like without a question. Um, and so, yeah. And, you know, having that reassurance that if something were to happen, that, you know, the, the proper people are there to make sure that, that I'll be okay. Um, so yeah, you kind of just have to compartmentalize that when you're on, on the field. You know, I watched a piece yesterday, probably about a seven and a half minute piece by Dr. Sanjay Gupta on CNN, went down to Jacksonville this past weekend and talked with Dr. Alan Sills, who is the chief medical person in the NFL, and they walked through exactly what they do on game day to get, there's 30 medical personnel that are there everybody from orthopedists to a breathing specialist to EMTs, and they have their own game plan, just like you guys do, and they walked us through exactly. And listen, I've been around the sport for almost three decades professionally covering it, and there were things that I didn't know about what they do. And they watch each play up top in the box for a minimum of four times to make sure everybody is okay. Did you know that? I did not know that. They're watching you every play several times. And, I mean, listen, if there's ever a place where you are going to have some sort of traumatic experience, if you're not in the ER and something happens, it sure as hell sounds like a football field ain't a bad place to have it. Yeah, we had a we had a team meeting, um, and we had, we had our ATs come in, and we had our doctors come in. And, yeah, they kind of they, – they explained a little bit about what they do, and, and I knew about – you know, them walking through on game day, they're walking through things, they're, they're going over things, they're having discussions, they're having meetings. Um, and so I kind of knew that. I didn't know to the extent until until they were telling us about it. Um, but then they started going into depth about certain things. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what Doc said. Doc said, hey, look, outside of being in a hospital in the ER room, you know, we, we firmly believe that we can take care of you better than any other place that you can be in the world. Um, and them describing how many doctors there, I didn't know how many, do- I didn't know there were that many doctors there. I knew yeah, that I there were a lot, like you can kind of see them on the sidelines and things like that. But like, there's a, there's a hell of a lot of doctors that are, that are there and ready for anything. So um, yeah, that also kind of gives you a little bit of that reassurance and that you can kind of take a little bit of a breath. Um, yeah. That's, that's interesting. I kind of want to, I want to see, I want to see that, uh, that seven minute piece if, if you have it. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate you, by the way, walking us through this stuff because it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. I know it's stuff that you guys as football players would prefer not to have to talk about, but uh, I know that it's enlightening for our audience. So I do appreciate your willingness to do that. Of course. Um, you know, in the offseason, we've talked about it. You, you're going to want to travel. You're going to want to go somewhere. I imagine you're going to want to fill up that passport at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. This is the first uh this is the first offseason I've 
made it a point to not have too many plans outside of just like, I have a bachelor party that I'm going to and I'm I'm going to X Games. Um, oh, but outside of that, like I'm I'm pretty much just gonna wing it. So like I I want to go to Whistler um, in Canada, and so I might I'm probably just not might I'm just gonna fly to uh, fly to Washington and probably drive up. Um, and then I really actually want to go to Japan really, really bad. Uh, and I was talking to Garrett Wilson about it and Garrett was also talking about how he really wanted to go to Japan. So that might be something that I do, um, start of February just to kind of like go up, go, go to Washington, see one of my friends, Sam and, and his newborn baby drive up to Whistler and then fly to Japan for a little bit. Go. Why not? Why not? Exactly. I mean, your time. You're you're 30, you're single, go, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the plan. Gosh, the Far East. I'd love that. Are you a, <laughs> are, are you a, can you snowboard? Are you a snowboarder? Um, no, definitely not. Uh no, I, I I'll be honest, I do in moderation. They're not gonna like me saying that too much, I don't think, but they know. Like I, I tell them that as long as it's a super powdery day. That's when I go. And that that is the truth. I, I don't like I like going to the mountains because I just thoroughly enjoy being out in, in nature during the winter. I think it's the best. Um, Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole is my favorite place in uh -huh. the US. Um, and I, I enjoy being out there. But, you know, if, if something's if I have a nagging injury or it's not like I didn't dump the day before, I won't go out just because I'm like, there's there's no point in me doing this and like risking getting hurt and and um then, then i gotta explain to my coaches uh, like what were you doing um so yeah I, I i enjoy it but i enjoy just being out there so much and having like there's to me there's nothing better than being out in the mountains with your boys and even if you're not snowboarding you being in the lodge and just everyone coming down like oh you want a drink yeah let's let's have a drink oh let's take a shot let's like let's get some food oh everyone's down now let's get some food Let's walk around the mountain. Let's go tubing. Let's go snowmobiling. Like let's let's do something like that. So, man, it's great. I love it. I went I went skiing for the first time ever. I want to say four years ago, maybe five years ago. Okay. Ever, ever. I ever. and I was terrible. It oh. is horrible <laughs> trying to learn in your mid to late forties when you're unathletic, regardless, and trying to get the, you know. The problem is, is that you were on skis. Yes. You got to go snowboard. Yeah. Well, it's not happening now. Regard, I'm, I'm done. Two-time uh, microdiscectomy recipient Chris Rose will not be hitting the slopes anytime soon in anything. Oh, we'll Sorry. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll talk to your, I'll talk to your son. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll figure something out. Oh, see now he he's seventeen now, but he you know at the time he what whatever was twelve. He picked it up right away and had no fear. He's just, just buzzing right along. My wife used to ski when she was younger, so she was good. And here I am, and my oldest son, he was sick anyway. He was like, I don't want to do this. Well, <laughs> I think it's tough too watching the kids. Like I, for me, it's fun looking at the kids on the mountain because they don't care. They, they fall. Do. What are they? What are they going to do? They're gumby. Their their bones are just flexible. They they don't. They're not 200 pounds, 200 plus pounds, like taking a fall. So they don't care about anything. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure your youngest was just like, eh, whatever. I'm yeah. Fine. 
You're just flying down the mountain, enjoying it. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. What, what are you, 260? Two, 260 on a bad day. I'm probably like 255, 250. Oh, 250. Yeah. By the way, you're going to be a giant in Japan when you go over there. I know. You are going to be. They're going to. Kind of excited about that. Yeah, you're going to be walking around. They're going to be. They're going to think you're Shaq. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. You're going to be like, oh my god, he's like eight feet tall. (laughs) I'm going to have to make sure that that the hotel that I stay at has has accommodation for Shaq. Yeah, because you don't want to be the guy like having to uh, grease up the shoulders just to get through the doorway. Right. I don't want to be in the fetal position while I'm no. sinking either. I want to be comfortable. I want to be laid out, sprawled out a little bit. Yeah. Do you have to get, do you guys have to get extra when you're that big, extra large beds? Do you have to ask for those? Um, I mean, no, when I'm in the hotel, we get a king and the king's fine. You're good, huh? Yeah. I usually yeah. also sleep diagonal on a bed. So it's it's just like I take up the entire bed. Really? Are you like one of these? Um, the crazy thing is like when I go to sleep, I I like to kind of like be in this like weird position. But almost every time I wake up, I am in such a small like corner of the bed, or I'm just like I'm like a, I'm like one of these sleepers, and I'll wake up and just be like, oh nice, all right, good. Are you? You must be a. I bet you you're an excellent sleeper. Ooh, an excellent sleeper. I think that I am a pretty good sleeper. Yeah. I bet you you are because you, yeah. What does that clear your mind? What does an excellent sleeper entail? Well, not waking up 16 times a night like some of us. No shot. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Mind is always racing. That's the problem. Okay. Mind is always racing. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could. That that's tough, huh? Oh, it's horrible. It's hor it's horrible because you wake up and then it's like two thirty seven. You're like, oh, am I going to be able to get back to bed? I've had nights where I look at the, I just look at the clock and I'm like, God, I can't wait for seven a.m. when everybody else gets to join me for the party. It sucks. Do you take naps? No. Do I take naps? Not a napper. You, are you a napper? I'm a I'm a sleeper. So if I take a nap, it's usually not. <clears throat> what's a nap? Twenty minutes. 40 minutes. I don't I know what qualifies. Two hours. Can you nap for two hours? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Just out. Well, that's probably because you're so exhausted during the season where you could just do that easily. I will say it's usually during the season that that happens. And it's just like I'll, I'll come home, I'll eat, and I'll sit on the couch, and I'll just be out for two hours. I'll wake up for like two, two and a half, three hours, walk the dog, and then I'm out again. Man. It's it's phenomenal, and yeah, I don't I I'm one of the I'm one of those people who if I wake up and I have to use the restroom, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm closing my eyes and I'm going back to sleep. Oh my god, I, I'd wake up in a bed of piss. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but you know we're in different age brackets too. So I just I can't. I can't, well now that I'm 30, who knows? That's true. I might have. No, to it doesn't really. Now you got another like 15. 18 years where until it becomes a real problem. Yeah. You're all right. All right. I'm dying to know before we get out of here, what's on your shirt? Oh, I got the, uh, polo Ralph Lauren bear. Oh, wow. I'm a big bear guy from, from polo. So I have about 
I think I have 11 of these kind of shirts. Um, yeah, I just like in Aspen, in Aspen, there's a big, there's a big, uh, there's a big store there. So when I go, uh, I'll probably get one that's just exclusive to Aspen. Um, but I, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy wearing these. I have all of them are in Nashville. I don't know why I didn't bring any up to, uh, to Jersey this year, but I'm a big, I'm a big polo bear guy. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You know, you know, I'll get you one. You can join the club. Hey, I'm, I I would definitely wear it. I don't know if I have enough swag to, to wear it, but I'll definitely try. No, listen, you got the J's. That's true. We'll get you the look. We'll get the whole fit set up for you. Well, hold on here. Here's the new Jays, courtesy of our outstanding producer, Rob Scirocco. This was my holiday gift. Oh, my custom, gosh. Custom made. He's got a couple of podcasts on here. Our Let's baseball go. today, Rose Rotation, and then he's got the little football logo oh, for God. us. And here's here's my face. That is amazing. So, yeah, that's it's pretty good job by Rob. So I'm up in my game. Although I don't know, I'm having a hard time wearing these. They are so good. I want to keep them so clean yeah. that I feel like I don't want to wear them out of the house. Is that right or wrong? See, I don't. It just depends on who you ask. Like I'm, I'm a big wear your shoe guy. Um, so I'd wear them at least like. It just depends. Like I, I wouldn't wear them out. Like if you're, if you're gonna get them ruined. Like if you're going to like something that, like a little soiree, you might wear them. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Those those are tough though. Certain ones like that that are custom. I don't know. I, I think I've worn I have like a custom someone made me a pair of shoes and I've only worn those once. And I'm just like, I kind of want to keep these in mint condition. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. What size shoe do you wear? Fifteen. Fifteen. That's what my oldest son wears too. Really? Oh yeah, he's tall. He's six five. Of course. Yeah. I think I think the I think the best um the best people wear size 15. Ah. And that's no that's no knock on you. It's more of an ups. It's it's a it's a Fine. compliment to your oldest. No, I know my place in the pecking order. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's way cooler. You'd like him. He's 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 an interesting kid. He's 22. He's plays guitar. He's Ooh. got seven tattoos. He's an interesting kid. I'm just your generic host. No, no, no. No, it's no, no, okay. No. Like I said, not generic at all. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if yeah. you Google white generic host, sports host, I'm the first one that pops up. Actually. That, totally. I mean, that's it. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do oh. want to know. Oh, yes. Welcome back to the show. And then he makes his appearance. He he oh wakes up God. in his slumber and makes an appearance. Looking very fluffy these days. In in he dire is. need he of got, a haircut. No, he got he got groomed and he got a little blowout a little bit. No way. So he's looking a little full. Is that right? Come on. Oh my God! Amazing, amazing. God, look how happy you are. Thank you. Oh my God! The head. The head on that dog is just he enormous. Is, he, has the, he has one of the biggest heads for a dog. I'm convinced. <laughs> He's just happy I'm letting him on the couch right now because I never let him on furniture. Well, it was funny. Uh, out at NFL Network this past weekend, Cam Hayward of the Steelers 
was mm-hmm. out and he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Super nice. Introduced myself. And I was with my youngest son and my Brady turns to me. He goes, God, dad, his head is just enormous. I was like, yeah, I know. He did like, he doesn't even need to wear a helmet. Does he? No. Cam's, yeah, his hel- his head's big. He is huge. And I've known, I've known, um, he and his family for a while. Cause they went to Peachtree Ridge. Um, and that's our rival high school. So I, I oh. got to see him when I was when I was a lot younger. <laughs> um, and so he's been that big for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Nice guy though. I really dug him. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Their their family's amazing too. Yeah, and now he gets to play with his brother, which is kind of cool. Which is awesome. Seeing did you uh, did you hear some of the mic'd ups with him and Tomlin talking about it? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, you got to look it up. It's Good awesome. stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, that's got to be. That's got to be so cool. But especially for them because they're a decade apart. Yeah. So how nice for him that he's gotten to experience all this. I mean, that's great. I think that's really cool for both of them. I think. It's awesome. Um, let's catch up maybe before the Super Bowl or something. As long as you're still stateside, if yeah, I, if you sure. haven't headed over to Japan or something. Oh, we should. I'll, I'll be in Asp. We should. Uh, we should do it when I'm in Aspen. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. I'll, I'll get a I'll get a nice little background for you. Please do. That is the hoity-toity neighborhood. Holy smokes, that is some. There is some baller money up there. Oh, I can't. Ooh, we'll 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 save it for this one for for the next uh for the next one when I'm there. But I I get the I get the scoop when I'm there. Like I'm I'm almost convinced that I could be like a, on the city council. And Aspen, because if, when I walk around and like I go to all these different shops, I just get the inside scoop on what's going on. Really, Aspen. it's it's great. It's a buzzy town. Like everybody's in everybody's business. Oh yeah. The Real that Housewives, makes... Real Housewives of Aspen should be a thing. <laughs> That's like a <laughs> legit thing. It should be. It should be a thing. Oh, yeah, I like that. Okay, good. Next time you'll be our uh, Aspen correspondent. There it is. I can't wait. What do we do with your pooch then? I'm gonna fly him out to Aspen. Yeah, he loves the snow so much. Oh my god, I could imagine him just burrowing in there and what he looks like when he comes back in the crib. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send. I'll send you all videos of him the first time that he was in the snow. Uh, I mean, absolutely going crazy, and then this time, and I bet it's, I bet it's the exact same, except his body will be bigger. I love it. I okay. love it. Yeah, no, this is good. We'll set it up for a few weeks from now. So, uh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Rest well. I'm sure you'll enjoy your Bengals taking on the Bills. That'll be a great one this coming weekend. That'll be fun for all of us football fans. And thanks for kind of letting us in that space. I know that wasn't an easy walk down that lane with the DeMar Hamlin situation, but I know a lot of people appreciate it and maybe have a better understanding of where you guys, uh, where your headspace is when that sort of stuff happens. Yeah, for sure. I also also want to shout out the coaches and – I mean, obviously, I, I mean, what they did, like what the the Bills ATs did, is is amazing, and what what everyone, um, you know, medic the medical staff in 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 the stadium was amazing. But the coaches for the Bengals too, like they, I think they handled that, you know, unbelievably amazing. well. And and I mean, for obviously from both parties, but I got to text um, some of the guys, some of the coaches there too, just like seeing where they were and how they felt. And um, I mean, it was just. Something, something as uncharted as that going on, um, you know. I think they handled that unbelievably well, and 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 to to have you know them going to the hospital and checking in. I, I know 
um, Zach and, and Darren both both went there, and uh, I think that's awesome that you know they they handled it with with as much class as they did, and, and um, tried to give as much you know help as they did too. So yeah, it, it is it is a it's a scary situation, um, and it is uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome to be able to watch that game, um, knowing that you know there's there's going to be so much mutual respect. Yeah. Coming from both sides and, and and them playing as hard as they can. It's going to be that's that to me is going to be the game of the year. Well, listen, Demar. The best news of all is that we're speaking of Demar Hamlin in the present tense and him being out of the hospital, being back home in Buffalo. That his foundation has raised ten million dollars, which is an unbelievable story, Insane. and I think really shows the good of uh, you know where we are. We hear so much negativity and. This, that, and the other thing. But the fact is that people do come together. And um, that has been an unreal part of the story. And listen, man, if somehow he's able to get to the game in Buffalo this weekend, I don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to go up there. Could be really interesting. Yeah. Listen, man, it's always great catching up with you. I always love your insight and where you take us. So it's always a ton of fun. We'll catch up in a few weeks from the slopes. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, man. It'll be fun. Uh, thanks to our amazing producer, the shoe buying Robbie Shirocco. That is CJ Uzama. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time here on the Chris Rose Football Show with CJ Uzama. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.